The John Lyon Podcast is here. I'm stuttering <laughs> my words. Episode 32 is what you're about to listen to. And today we have Philip Coleman. Hello there. And Dallin Lucas is back. Hi. This is basically part two. We're actually going to review Black Panther. If you guys have never heard any of our movie reviews, we typically like to talk about the movie overall, our impressions for about five or ten minutes, and then we go into spoilers. But we will give you a spoiler warning because we just don't feel like we can talk about the movie. Black Panther dies. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about it in its full uh like we just can't get the review justice unless we can fully like, articulate our thoughts is that what i'm trying to say yeah anyway how are you guys doing i'm good i'm a little tired yeah me too i stayed up late last night playing overwatch i'm mad that it's um supposed to snow today yeah the same it's supposed to be a storm i thought this winter was over but it's my fault though our students that we teach in sunday school said like 10 inches i was like I'm not going to work. Yeah, no. <laughs> snow day. My own snow day. <laughs> work doesn't know about the snow day, but just... <laughs> I mean, I work from home, so... <laughs> You're like, I can't go to work, babe. I know. I can't get out of bed. Uh, so, Phil, how many... Well, first off, let's do a fun fact. You guys want a fun fact? Yeah, let's do a fun fact. That I sounds have, fun. Well, next time I'll have Dallin or someone give it... Phil gave it last time. I thought that was pretty good. Yours is about the crazy laws they had in California, right? Yeah, about where the frog. you can't eat a frog that died in a frog leaping contest. I didn't know they had frog le- leaping contests. Uh, I'm interested. I know. <laughs> so this one's uh, a question, but the fun fact is it talks about, like, why do cats' eyes glow in the dark? You guys ever notice that? Because they're uh, spawned to Satan. Yeah, <laughs> especially the black ones. Black cat. Not, yeah, anyway. Not Dark Panther. I yeah. Mean black Panther. Uh, so the, the answer is cats or dogs or many nocturnal creatures appear to have glowing eyes because the back of their eyeballs include a special reflective layer called tapetum lucidium. This helps animals, cats in the case, see better in low light by working like a mirror on the retina to reflect the light back through the eyes, giving them a second chance to absorb the light. That's crazy. I want to see it like happen. Yeah, no. A diagram. There's probably one online if you look at it. It says also the colors seem more visible at night because the pupils are dilated wider than during the day, allowing more of the tapetum lucidium to be visible. See, this is why. And it says humans do not have this layer. This is why I want like gene splicing to be a thing, just like splice, you know, that vision. See, the cat man? Well, I wouldn't be called a cat man. (laughs) Maybe Black Panther. Yeah. (laughs) Something more impressive. Right. It's just that they need to hunt at night, and uh, we're sleeping usually that time. So another fun fact I learned a long time ago is that cats sleep 18 hours a day. Yes. Which is insane, because every time I see them, they're always awake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time I was walking home late at night when I was probably like 16 or 17. You guys remember my old house in California? There was those roses on the lawn on the left side. Mm-hmm. And during the summertime, they got pretty big. And the bushes were like intertwined and you couldn't see like in between them. One time our black cat, Jenny, like jumped out of the bushes at my leg, attacking me while I was walking up like 11 o'clock at night. It's that night vision. I know. I was scared, but she thought, I don't know if she thought it would be funny. I don't know what cats were thinking. So do you guys ever have any scary cat experiences? Not scary cat, but raccoon. We were at Jonathan's house that one time. (laughs) So we're at our friend Jonathan's house, and as we were leaving, it was late. It was probably like one in the yeah, morning. Yeah, play, after playing some Halo Reach. Yeah, and we are just walking our cars and everything. I see a raccoon in his driveway. I'm like, ooh, I had just, you know, gotten off of my, what is it called? Religious excursion. Thank you. And so I didn't have like that in my head where like animals are scary in America. 
So I was just like, ooh, raccoon, ran after it. And then, like, it jumped on the fence. And then their porch, not the porch, the light, side yard light. light came on. And then I just saw, like, ten eyes reflecting yep. at me. I was just like, oh. <laughs> we I, turned around really quick yeah, after that. I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I remember that. Down, you got any scary animal moments? No. <laughs> He's like, pass. They have um, tortoises. Oh. So oh, yeah, you yeah. Have not too tortoises. scary. I, don't, I can't think of anything scary with animals. Well, did you guys have skunks in your neighborhood? Because he's bigger than a bear, that's why. Um, we saw a skunk. Sometimes. Yeah, we but saw I, a skunk. I never really like saw them. Yeah. They were like in a distance. They're an elusive. They're like, you just see those stripes walking along this, and this, and the street light. It. Yeah, you smell it. What are they called? Stink squirrels? Yeah. What do they call them? That's like a nickname. Oh. I knew somebody who owned a skunk. Oh no, fart squirrels. That's what yeah. I <laughs> Fart it was like oh, those God. those memes where it was like goofy names for all animals. Oh, that's funny. Uh, no, I uh, we knew someone who owned a skunk and I've held one, but the procedure to get rid of their stink glands was pretty brutal. Like they just basically flip them over and then like lift their tail up and then they just puncture the glands and like rip them out with like pliers, I think, or some crazy surgery. But it sounded pretty brutal. But then after that, you can hold them. They're like little cuddly rodents. It was weird holding the skunk, but I was still kind of scared not knowing, like, because I think they still have the innate motion for the tail to go up. Yeah. But then nothing comes out, so it's still freaky. So I just have this weird sensation. So Go ahead. What are these ones? Peppermint lifesavers. That's the thing. And so as you were describing, like, skunks. Yeah. Like, the taste of this. Turned into a skunk like, smell? Like, I could taste the smell of... Skunk. skunk. What? I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> no, you, I don't think I could eat these did ever you, again. Did you eat the skunk? Because <laughs> no. I know that sometimes... Uh, Taste is like one of the best things to bring back memories. Well, the way it or smell the way it smells, you that's can how almost, I imagine it would taste. I was well. gonna say you can almost taste skunk smell. Yeah, it's like really palpable in the air when you're driving. You're like, oh, who farted? If I had a superpower, I just want that just skunk smell. People so you just want to be know a lo- loner for the rest of your life? No, because I'd be able to control it. Oh, that's true. And you know, some muggers come up in an alley and stuff. He doesn't want to smell that. Don't a but, lot of uh, colognes use like. Skunk I, spray. To this like, is new information to me. Well, I, I, I look I, it up. It's probably, it's probably a myth, but like I always thought that they use like properties of of skunk spray because it like sticks so well. Yeah, and like stays see, smelly so long. They use skunk spray and perfume. It's actually a huge. They use the musk from a skunk or a civet cat as a constituent that carries the scent of the perfume. The distilled water and types of oil that are in perfume will not hold the perfume scent for very long at all. So they use the skunk or cat oil because the main compound in the musk holds the scent for a very long time. There you go. Freak. <laughs> that was a good fun fact. That was an impromptu fun fact. <laughs> so current events. This kind of ties into the movie. Uh, shout out to Chris Cabe. He texted me the other day and he said, you should go look at the, the audience reviews. We talked about this last week, how you don't really ever want to trust scores for movies you don't just you can give a it's a good barometer like oh that a lot of people are liking this movie on rotten tomatoes but you can't say like that's the end all like i have to judge every movie by that so like down said last week there's a critic score which is probably more trustworthy because these are actual film critics and they've actually seen the movie yeah or you would hope so and they give their reviews but then there's an audience score and he said go look up the audience score and go look up the reviews for black panther he said there's a lot of people who are giving it five stars who rated it before the movie even came out and haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> so that would like – so for instance, a lot of people, the critics love Star Wars. What are you showing them? Just this Black Panther hat. 
<laughs> That's pretty dope. Is that New Era? Yeah. Mm, lids. Uh, so link down in the description. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> link in the description. Go support Lids. Um, so the for Star Wars: Last Jedi, the critic score was super high, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And the audience score was really low. Yeah. Yeah. And Black Panther, the audience score is lower than the critic, critic score. score, but it's not by far. But here's like. Here, for instance, here's the audience score. Five stars. I absolutely cannot wait. The trailer looks amazing. Well, that was like two months before, right? No, that was the day after it came out. The trailer? Yeah. No, the day the movie came out. So oh. I don't know why they're saying the trailer looks amazing. Why don't you go see the movie? It's like, tickets. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> He's like, can't wait to see that. I got to put this review on here. This will hold me over until I get to see the movie. Or those were probably the kids that were trying to go to Harkins, the... The kids that were like stacked on top of each other. Oh, oh. that was funny. That was hard. <laughs> Buy one ticket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then this one kid, five stars. I'm gonna see this February 16th, late night. Smiley face, five stars. So, anyways, <laughs> that's just how excited they are I, to see it. Yeah, I guess. And then one says, "Oh yeah, I can't wait." Five stars. So, don't trust the audience score because. Some of them have legitimate reviews, but a lot of them, it's just letting you know or that. Or at least look at it before you start going exactly. off the score. Like, see if the reviews are saying, like, can't wait to see the movie versus... They've actually seen I'm it. I'm not seeing this movie. It's crap, and they haven't even seen it yet yeah. either. So don't trust... Trust your own judgment, but you can use, like, websites like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes to get a good idea of what people are feeling or about the movie. Or stand outside the movie theater. Yeah, you can do that, too. Just don't get spoiled. Like yeah, just old... like, did you like the movie? And they're like, nah, it was garbage. You're like, hmm. Do your own survey? Yeah. Down's drumming over here. Um, <laughs> so, here is the official movie review for Black Panther. For the next few minutes, we're just going to give our initial thoughts, what we liked about the movie, what we didn't like, but not super specifics because we don't want to spoil it. And then we'll give you guys a spoiler warning. We have our resident black man here. Because down and I couldn't do the review without you. Because if not, we'd be a racist. Even if we talked very positively. Yes. About the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phil. What's the opposite of Uncle Tom? What's the def- definition of Uncle Tom? No, opposite. Just a black person, I think. Because, like, Uncle Tom. <laughs> no, the... no, I mean, like, Uncle Tom's, like, a black person that Who agrees. agrees with white people and conforms to the system. Yeah. So, what would be, like, the white agreeing with Black Panther? Leftists, liberals? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's I love just a joke. People, sometimes. Um, so, Phil, as a black man, well, first off, let's give a little history. This is the, what, 18th or 17th Marvel movie? 18th, I believe. 18th yeah. movie. Nine or 19 will be Avengers Infinity War. So, we've been doing this thing for 10 years. We have had black superheroes, mostly sidekicks in the movie. So, this is the first time that we have a black director, Ryan Coogler, who also directed Creed and some other movies. We have a huge budget, because it's a Marvel movie, and it's a full either African or African-American cast with two white people. So this is this is groundbreaking. Like, this is making history. They have other There have been other movies in the past that have had a full black cast, but a lot of times, from what I understand, the reason why is because they were talking about slavery. There's always, like... Or The Hood, or, or like, Boys in the Hood, like that movie. It's always has to do or with... Or Medea. Or Medea, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it always has to do with the stereotypical black culture. So this is the first time that the Marvel movie has been able to say, we're going to have a black director, we're going to have a full-on huge budget, and it's going to add to the story of Marvel movies, but it's going to be, like, a first time. Me and Down, we're white. We've been used to white superheroes our whole lives, and we like other sidekicks, like you got the Falcon, 
who's sidekick to Captain America. War and then you machine. got War Machine and things like that. Um, I was going to say Gamora, but she's technically green. But the actress who plays her, <laughs> <laughs> Zoe, Zoe Zeldana, yeah, she's Zeldana. black. Um, yeah, so we've been used to it. And like, again, the consensus is white people and anybody are allowed to go see this movie. But as a, as a black man, Phil, how did you feel walking out of a movie for the first time that like represented your culture? Well, first off, I'm going to give you my score. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, all right. But it was kind of funny because, and I think I text Alan this, or I text both of you guys this, but I was just saying the next day how it got me because... You were jumping on walls and stuff like Black Panther? No, no, no. no, no. (laughs) Wasn't that exciting. No, just a few weeks before, I was like, man, like, I'm happy about this movie. I'm excited, but... I feel like people are just extra hype just because there's black people. You thought and, that the media was spinning the wrong story. Yeah, they kept exactly. focusing on the race issue and not the and actual I'm like, movie. I don't want the movie to be diverse and good for diversity's sake. I want it to be diverse and good because it makes sense to yes. the movie. Like Coco. Yeah, like, like Coco. And so I was just like, I'm gonna go in, it's gonna be good because I I have been impressed by the Marvel movies. Yeah. But I'm gonna go in like a little What's the word? Open-minded? Yeah, because a lot of people are saying like, oh, finally we can relate to. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a human being. I can relate to any of the superhero movies because they're human. Yeah. But Black Panther, they touched up on some stuff that made me go like, huh, that did hit I hate white people. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no, (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, no. But it was definitely like, oh, like I have seen this in my life and this has been a part of you know, like my growing up or culture. And so I was like, okay, okay, I can see it. But not as much as other people. People are like... Getting a little extreme with it, Super hype. Like they're all pulling out their like African clothes and stuff. But <laughs> not their, never been their to crowns and things like that. <laughs> their dashikis and stuff. I'm just like, all right, all right, all right, chill. But it was good. It was really good. And over the past few years, we have somebody in our family that does... Um, family history yeah, and stuff on my mom's side. And like I've read in everything and like gotten some stories like people coming over from Africa or people coming from like the Caribbean everything. And it's just been really cool. So like seeing Black Panther, like it was all, you know, mostly shot. So like represent Africa and things like that. It was like kind of cool yeah. to see that part of the culture. What about you, Dan? What are your overall impressions? Just give them your score right now too. My score. <laughs> if you can think of one. Phil's 10 out of 10, like right out of the boat. Or, no, wait, right out of the... Yeah. I can't even think of the damn phrase right, right now. Right off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh off the boat. No, I didn't mean that. I meant right out of the... What's the Field thing? Field job? No. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the catchphrase? Right out of the bag? Right out of the gate. Gate. There we go. Oh, because black people run, John? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't even finish this review. Um, let's see. Right off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Um, so. Be careful, though. As a uh, film connoisseur. There we go. I, I'm always entitled to get a good story and to, to give me something new. Like, I want to see something new. I'm paying my money. I want to see something new and different and good. Mm-hmm. And and like you were saying, the Marvel movies they've they've been pretty good with like delivering good stories. Like none none of them really suck. 
Yeah. Like, there are some that are like, mm, okay. like. But even the worst ones are still good. Yeah, it's like, I don't need to watch that like again, yeah. but it was it was good. Um, But I feel like this movie, like we're 18 movies in. Like, that's a lot. That's It's kind of hard to kind of reinvent yourself or or offer something different. And um, I really feel like this movie did do a good job at not sticking to the Marvel formula. It, it like developed the culture. It developed the hero. It developed the villain, like just enough so that we could, I, I don't know, understand what was going on mm-hmm. without kind of, I don't know, just going with the standard tropes of storytelling or superhero movies in general. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that, like, it's hard to not do things like that, but there's some things that are like, okay, well that's a repeat of this or whatever, but yeah, yeah. but the way that they, they told the story, like I really enjoyed it and, and I would give it, Phil's looking at me. So yeah. <laughs> I give it a 10. <laughs> He's like, no, no, 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I just have like a gut in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so you, better say what I, you better say 10. <laughs> no, so, you, you give it your But story. with numbers, I, I, I can't give numbers, but I will say I really enjoyed this movie, and I would go see it again and again. And again. Which, by the way, Down and I have seen it twice. Phil's only seen it once. I'm so we're more black than you are. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I am because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I really enjoyed the movie. And the second time, we'll get into that when we talked about spoilers and how it changed my impression. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. It had different um, a different setup of story. Like there was, in overall, there was less, I'd say, action scenes, but that didn't bother me. Like it did feel like a James Bond movie. A lot of people were saying it's like a James Bond movie. We go from country to country, and like we, you develop the character and the supporting characters as you go, and you figure out the plot as you go. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a really good movie, and I really enjoyed um, Chadwick Boseman's performance in Civil War, and that was when we just got a tease of Black Panther, and now it was cool to see he was in Washington D.C., he was in Germany, and he was in those areas with the other superheroes. But let's bring him back to his culture and where he's from and see what that's all about. And I think they did a really good job of pacing, of setting up the world, letting you know that there's multiple different tribes who live within Wakanda, um, all the different culture, uh, their belief system of why they've been exclusive and not wanting to go out to the rest of the world and keep themselves secret. So wall, wall. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, there is a meme that was going around that black Panther is all right. And he's like Trump and they had a, they have a, a, Black Panther picture, and on his head is a Make America Great Again. Make Wakanda Great Again. Yeah, no, it seriously is a meme because it checks off everything that the alt-right or crazy people who like love Trump a lot believe in, and that's basically what Wakanda is. Like, They yeah. don't want to have anything to do with refugees. They don't want to have anything to do with outside world. They keep the resources to themselves. Um, of course, and look how well they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> the most advanced country in the world. They believe in helping others, but not like... Going out of their way. Not, yeah, not just like opening up the gates. Like exactly. everybody, just take what we have. Yeah, so I mean, I like the, the villain was different, um, I'd say, from other Marvel movies. But overall, yeah, if you guys thinking of, or like, oh, maybe we should go see this movie, 
go see it because if not you're racist no i'm just kidding <laughs> um no go see it it's definitely like worth full price uh imax was always a, it's always a great experience to see marvel movies in imax imax was crazy yeah like, it was good yeah. phil, phil jumped a couple times yeah when we were watching it yeah i was like whoo that sound yeah if you have an imax theater near near you go go spend the extra couple dollars to do that because i just think any big spectacle movie or marvel movies in general are just they fit very well with the IMAX format. So, yeah. And um, an hour of it was filmed in IMAX. Oh, there you go. I didn't so, know that. It was good. So, overall, we all loved it. I'd say, I'm going to say it, I'd say nine out of 10. And you'll find out why there's certain things I had little issues with, but they weren't major to like dock it down like to a six out of 10 because I still have my uh, credibility to work, worry about over <laughs> with my friend. <laughs> I don't know. Phil's just looking at me the whole time, so it's scary. Uh, so okay. No reaction. Any other like Unbreaking. reactions we want to give initially? Any more details without giving spoilers? Um, no, nah, I'm ready. Down well, got. I, I just wanted to say like humor mm-hmm. is like mm. it's been it's been like prominent in Marvel movies. That's kind of what set them apart for a while from like DC movies, and DC tried catching up. And for the most part. Um, Marvel does it well. There's some movies that I'm, I'm just like a little cringeworthy. Yeah. But this movie, like all the humor was normal. Yeah. It, it, it landed yeah, pretty good. It and, worked. And I, I wasn't like cringing. It just, I don't know. It just worked. Like the beginning of Star Wars, Last Jedi. Yeah. That they were was, calling you out. Yeah. They were set, they were setting it up to like, oh, this movie's probably going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. It's <laughs> like, you're, you're probably not going to enjoy this if hey, you like, like old a Star Wars movies. Prank phone call. And even though do. Disney doesn't own DC films, Superman did show up in Star Wars, Last Jedi. Yeah, he did. That he Princess did. Leia he scene. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> or Supergirl, I guess. But anyway, yeah, the humor was really well done in this movie, too. Sweet. All right. Oh, so, yeah. Everyone listening, this is your spoiler warning. All right, we're about to start spoilers. So if you uh, don't want to hear it, turn it off now and go see the movie and then come back and listen to this. So overall, Phil, what are some things that stood out to you that you can talk about freely now with spoilers? Okay. Well, let's first, let's start, let's do this one. Let's start off with the villain. Because I have some, I don't have huge gripes. I just have a certain perspective about the villain. I know Down has a different one. and So I want to get... Let's talk about the villain right now. Let's have that conversation. What do you think about Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan? It was good. Um, I actually wrote down three bullet points to talk about in spoilers. And yeah. Villain was one. Um, I really like the villain because, number one, they took the time to down mention it. Or I think you did. One of you guys. One of us did. Yeah, one of you guys. You all look the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you go back and forth in the story between the hero, his plot, like what he's dealing with, yeah. and the villain and stuff. And so it, the movie allows you to see inside the mind of the villain. Because there's a part in the movie, I won't spoil that part, but where- You can, spoiler talk. Where, he, where he's talking with his father. Yeah. And stuff. So you Guy get who's s- from This Is Us. Yeah. The TV show. So you get to see inside the mind of the villain and see like kind of why he's the way he is. And then at the end too, he says like, oh, my father promised me and bring me here yeah. all the time. And he's like, I'm a kid from Oakland who believes in fantasies. Isn't that crazy? Because yeah. he heard about this country of Wakanda that his father was from for like all his whole life that and was how beautiful so it was. magnificent and everything. But like, I just like that he had a purpose in the movie more than just like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like villains are just destroying stuff just to do it. Because Which Marvel movies have had an issue with. Yeah. But Kevin Feige recently commented saying, like, I know that that is a big gripe that fans have had recently as we've done these movies, but he kept saying that we've, we will always put more of the focus on the hero. Yeah. Is that what he said? 
Which well, it makes sense because eventually spoilers movie. spoilers Killmonger dies at the end. But we all know if we if we take a step back and realize that this is a giant roadmap, this is all leading to the big giant bad guy of Thanos. Yeah. And if anything, that should be the ultimate bad guy that is very well written, very well acted, and that's the bad guy we should care about. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why you could almost if you take a step back, you can be like, all right, the villain was better than the last one, but I mean, it's it's that's not a scapegoat. It's just helping you realize the bigger picture that yeah, it's a good villain. That's the only thing we needed for this film. But just know that the big bad villain is coming up, and that's why some of these villains maybe could be lackluster. Yeah, and I have to say the last, well, not as much Thor Ragnarok, but at least three come to mind. Well, four, always Loki. Yep. You know, he always comes to mind because he they gave him character, they gave him you know depth and dimension. The next one that comes to mind is Ego. Who's Ego? Oh, that's uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy. 2. Had... If anyone's hearing the toilet flush, that's what it is right now. <laughs> We're right next to the bathroom, so the water's pipes are going. Continue, Phil. <laughs> but Ego, he had purpose and everything. Like, he he was Ego. Like He had a huge Ego. Yeah. He was like, I'm the greatest thing, and I'm supposed to consume the galaxy, so it can all And I want to pass it on like to my me. son. And what, yeah. And what was crazy about that is I, like watching guardians 2 like i was like wait when when are they going to introduce the bad guy like yeah. halfway through the movie i was like wait ego is a bad guy in the comics i forgot about that yeah yeah because they did they so well d- making him just seem like a normal guy and they had a good actor playing i'm like what's his name kurt russell kurt russell, kurt russell. i forgot yeah. kurt for a second he's a very likable guy almost every he movie is. he's been in he's always been a good guy yeah. so it threw you off that. that's why they wanted him so bad yeah yeah so like that movie you saw the bad guy's purpose and stuff. He's the organism that grew and grew and grew and became this big thing that wants to consume everything. Makes sense. Uh, the other one, I'm thinking of Vulture from Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, he wanted to provide for his family and stuff, and he saw an easy way of doing it was, you know, with the technology and robbing. Because and he felt Tony like Stark that. ripped him off, and so he's going to give it back to him. Yeah. So, like, he had, he had purpose. He was a normal human being that was, like, we feel gypped. Yep. We're going to take it matters into our own hand. Now that I think about it, Phase Three did a really good job at villains. having better villains. Yeah, because <laughs> if take- anyone doesn't know, Phase Three started after Avengers: Age of Ultron, which we've mentioned yeah. before. Each phase starts when an Avenger movies is it's done. Like Civil I mean, War's bad guy is good. Yep. Yeah. Even Ultron had good purpose and everything. Like he felt he knew better type thing but he could have been better he, he could, could have been he was like, in the he, trailer he was way more menacing and then when you see him he's just james spader so. and then when i watch season eight of the office i just think of freaking ultron the whole yeah. time and i'm like oh you could have been so much better he, but. he was and, honestly my favorite comic book villain too so i was just like he's too human yeah and, and james spader working at baskin robbins and seinfeld yeah do <laughs> <laughs> huh? you just think ultron say <laughs> across but like I like that Killmonger had a purpose because now I'm going to go back and look at another villain that I felt was like, what? Malekith from the second Thor. Oh, gosh. It's yeah. like, oh, his purpose was to make the universe To make the plot move dark. forward. <laughs> That's what Yeah, it it's like, well, okay, you're just making some... everything dark. Why? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, he had no point. Yeah, they just he, He's an ancient it. being. He's been sitting on that, yeah. that thing for a long he time. He just so. couldn't die until he finished his goal of taking over the world. Yeah. 
So Spencer, was- <laughs> Spencer just Spencer just walked into his own Death his Stark. own his own house, <laughs> putting his camping gear away. He just gave the funniest face like he'd been caught. <laughs> like he walked in on us doing something bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so sorry. I- <laughs> I brought really off the rails, but that was just the biggest thing there. It's like, like you said, down they're doing a really good job at just bringing back the villain's purpose. So, Killmonger grew up in the ghetto, heard about Wakanda. He always felt he like became an orphan, like yeah, quick when he was quick. probably like age ten. If anything, that that's like a growing experience right there. Yeah, yeah. he's It'll like mess you up. Why are we left here in the ghetto? Like, why are we fighting and being oppressed? And stuff when I know about this place that has this technology, these resources to help and stuff. So that's why he was pissed off. And yeah. I felt like that's why he had such a good purpose during the movie. Um, because in my in my mind from the trailers, it made seem like he was some dude grew up in Wakanda, got kicked out, and he was going back for revenge or yeah. something. Yeah, hence why he's got the American accent. Yeah. But we found out that he, he just grew up in Oakland the whole time. California. Shout out. Represent. I've been to Oakland. It's pretty freaky. It's where my dad grew up. Oh, there you go. He's Killmonger. (laughs) The Black Panther Party started. Yeah. Yeah, which is fun fact. Three months after Black Panther comic was made. Yeah, the Black Panther Party started. I've seen an actual Black Panther member in my in my life before. I had a guy was with his name was last name was Gammon, but he was black and he was scared that he saw a Black Panther member because the black guy we saw was wearing black Levi's, a black bomber's jacket, and a black beret. And I'm like, that guy's definitely part of the Black Panther group. <laughs> and this was in 2007 or eight. I saw Beyonce, so. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, but yeah, that's my take on this. Is there deal. anything you wish they would have done differently with Killmonger? Because um, I have a few, but. I'm not a director. So. I kind of wish he brought in like a little bit more of the comic book, like his attire and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because even though that it didn't go the way I thought, I didn't think he, because I thought he was just going to be a copycat Black Panther. Yeah. And so I was just kind of upset, like, oh, here goes Marvel doing the copycat thing. They were the they just fighting a, a different opposite of himself. I get cat. Wait, pant. what? Oh, copy. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a mercenary. He got his name from the body count he yeah from serving in the navy seals and then he became an assassin and a mercenary yeah and his How name he get the ones on his back he had to ask someone to help him with that probably he's like he's like uh. he, had a, he had a mirror him. or something 10 of those are actually not actual kills he just he missed a, he had a knife on a rope well, it's like the guy on da vinci code how he like whips himself oh yeah, uh, yeah you're right so. or there's the zaz from the dc comics he's got a yeah. uh, Tick mark of every single person or, he kills. Or he lined a wall with like tacks and just like rubbed his back on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So um I kinda wish that they had his attire from that and he just fought Black Panther like that. Yeah. But that's fine. Like I still feel since I like giving numbers, I'd say he's a good eight out of ten for a villain. Yeah. My f- flaw with him is he's kinda dumb for being so smart. Yeah, I'll kind of talk to what I have an issue too. Like, Down had a good point, but it was just jarring to me that he was like super. He was super zealous about. Well, that, and he was just kind of like urban. Yeah. I can't say the word like not ghetto. Like he look again. He grew up from Oakland. If they talk like that, you're. We all know from human behavior, you learn how to speak from what you grow up in. But I just thought it was jarring, and some not all the time. In some instances, that you have him going against Black Panther, who's like super elegant and like very proper. calm and proper. But then you have like this guy who's like 
talking like a hip hop artist. He's like, yo, dog. Yeah, no, yeah, down. yeah. And it threw me off because I was like, he grew up and went to MIT. He became a Navy SEAL. He was so he's really smart. As very smart. But yeah. then like he, and again, Down did make a point that some people just, even though you become smart and rich and famous and you become successful, you still act like what you do because you remember who, where you came from. Yeah. Like Dr. Dre still talks like that. Kanye West. Kanye West. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just crazy. Yes. But he's very smart. Yeah. He's, he is. And then you got smart. like, who was the other producer you pointed out? I was just talking about Tupac. He's a very intelligent yeah. rapper as well. And that's yeah. just part of their culture. So again, I have nothing problem with black people acting like that. It was just, for me, it was weird and jarring. Like, And they gave him the hip-hop music. He was coming into Wakanda flipping things around. Yeah. But like when he announces an African what his name is and they loudly play that hip-hop music and they're like in a throne room of like all these Africans, it just seemed jarring some of the choices. That's the only really that's issue. That's the point, though. Yeah, it yeah. is. And that just kind of felt weird to me. And I just wish that, I wish there would have been either like a montage scene of him growing up as a kid, like the struggles he went through, like quickly, like him joining the Navy, like him going through school and all the crap he still had to go through to get to that point. I wish they, cause I'm more of a visual person. Sometimes I would, to care about someone more, I wish they would just show a scene like that. And also I was telling down yesterday, I wish they would have had an extra scene of another interaction of him and black Panther before he defeats black Panther that one time, yeah. just to give it more like, um, uh, more of a tense scene or more of a more, can't think of the damn phrase. I don't know, just an extra scene to give it more like, wow, like these guys are cousins and this guy has had this great life and this guy hasn't. I just wish they had an extra scene to show more of that so I'd care a little more about his situation. But they did yeah. show his dad get killed on screen. Exactly. So that's that's pretty, and then they showed him holding his dad, which yeah. is pretty Dude. sad. <laughs> no, yeah, so again, I like the things they did with Killmonger. I'm just saying Killmonger against Black Panther. You wish there was a little bit more. Because again, and it was supposed to be like this, he, he came out of nowhere. And then just takes everything from Black Panther. I just wish there was an extra scene or two of, this is well, why I'm going to take everything from you, and this is the animosity we have between each other. Yeah, that makes sense. But if, he, if we had more movies, then maybe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and I still feel they did a good job at like not just pulling him out of their pocket. Yeah. Because during the movie, you like the first part, you think like, oh, Claw is going to be the main villain. Yeah, and he's just the henchman. Yeah, but then. He just, you know, turns things around. But, yeah, I I definitely have to say, like, that was my only gripe is he, he just felt too driven by emotion, which makes sense. His name's Killmonger. Which is why he failed, yeah, ultimately. Yeah, he was so driven by emotion. And I was like, man, he's been smart all the way up until this point. Yeah. But then after that, he's just kind of like, I'm the best. Yeah, once he thing. became he finally, king. He's finally reached his, like, goal. This is what he's he didn't been think training past for. It. Yeah. He's just like, this is it, like. Yeah. Like after this, I'm done. I mean, that's why a, a lot of the problems with just villains in general and any kind of type of story is they never, it, it seems the way that villains are written in old literature or movies is that they never look beyond the take over the world goal, like what I yeah. do now. And so maybe once they hit that goal, that's when. What's that one movie, Megamind? Oh, yeah. Where he, he gets his goal and he's like, what, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I go ahead down. Uh, one thing that I noticed watching it the second time is that the first person to speak in the movie is Killmonger. Like he's the first Oh yeah, he's a little boy. He said, "Dad, yeah. tell me the story of Wakanda." And I didn't like connect the dots when I watched it the first time. Yeah. But yeah. That's like kind of interesting cuz usually the first person to speak is like the hero or Yeah. yeah. So for me, the last point on mine is overall he's one of the best villains Marvel has done. Now, down point out I sometimes keep comparing him unconsciously or subconsciously whatever the word is to like Netflix 
where they have like 13 hours to develop a villain, like Wilson Fisk or something like that. I can't do that. So just Marvel movies, even though those Netflix shows are in the MCU, I'd say Loki and um, Killmonger. Killmonger are the two best villains out of the whole MCU so far until we get hopefully Thanos is good. But yeah, yeah those are only... Next. Who? Baron Zemo. Zemo. Oh, yeah, too. Zemo was good, yeah. Even though people were really disappointed with him, like... Because no. he had put the mask on? I'm like, no, he, he did a good job. Well, because <laughs> technically Baron Zemo was in Hydra, right? Or he became a no. new Hydra leader? That was from the comics, yeah. From yeah, yeah, comics, from the comic yeah. books. But this one, he just was like, no, you guys took away my whole family. I'm just going to jack your Avengers up because I hate you. So that was a cool villain because he's just a normal guy who outsmarted everybody and just came out of nowhere. He hated everyone that was involved in... Yeah. Him losing everything. Yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to add down? Uh, who's that? No one. Someone <laughs> keeps opening this door. So, uh, just just to kind of like finish off with the whole accent thing. Yeah. So, what I really like about this movie is it kind of, well, not kind of, it really does um, make you uh, think about stereotypes because it completely changes your perspective on what a stereotype is. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this is showing us the complete opposite of what we would stereotypically think of someone as. Like someone who speaks like they're from the ghetto, like, oh, he's probably not smart. He's just a thug. Yeah. Yeah. Drug dealer, like all this other stuff. But then in this movie, you have Killmonger. He's intelligent. He's infiltrated governments and dismantled them. Like, yeah. He's yeah. done a lot with his life, but he's still, his accent's still the same. And it's just like, because with Southern accents, that's typically related to white trash, white trash people who marry their cousins, have inbred children. Yeah. And, but there's, that's like a a stereotype and it's wrong. Like just because someone has a Southern accent doesn't mean they're stupid. Because there's plenty of people that they're intelligent. Um, They may have inbred children, but they're intelligent as well. Yeah, <laughs> no. Like, there, there are stereotypes because some of these things have happened in certain cultures. That's why they're stereotypes. Yeah. But so there's a, it's okay to acknowledge that there are stereotypes. But the wrong thing what I think you're saying is you can't just blanket it that yeah. everyone yeah. is from that same stereotype. Notion. And I think that's that was like the main purpose with this movie is to um, just disrupt stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. Because Wakanda like is a flourishing wealthy country in Africa. And you don't really think of Africa like that. No, you and don't. And in the movie, they're like, what can a country of farmers, farmers do? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it's good. Like, I like making people question what they think about other societies or people. Yeah. yeah. I remember when it, I was on my religious excursion, I was around a lot of people from West Africa, Liberia, Sierra Leone, Ghana. And again, growing up in America and not learning much about other countries other than what you learn in like world history classes. I remember going into one of their houses and they had a calendar. And every month had a picture of a major city from Africa. And I was like, what the crap? Because the movies for years would only portray Africa like just the bush. Just yeah. like, which that part does exist in Africa. Just like how in Australia, there's a giant part of the continent that is outback that no one lives in. But you've, unless you were to research it more or get more invested in the culture, you forget that, yes, some of the countries and some of the cities in Africa are very well developed. Maybe not, still not as developed as maybe countries in Europe or America, but they still have major cities in those countries. And you forget that. And that's just people in other countries being, not just saying white people in general at all. I'm saying just other countries being oblivious to what's going on in us in the rest of the world. 
because of course people do that all the time is because you obviously just worry about yourself and what's your surroundings. So unless you put yourself out there to go research what's going on out in the world and learn about the world and travel, then yeah, you, you wouldn't learn that stuff. So, and that's what I was kind of worried about going into this movie is that the political messages that they were trying to like the to media was on focusing on that a lot. Like I thought that this movie was just going to throw all these things down our throat and we just like roll our eyes. Like, Oh my gosh, like I can't believe they're talking about this again. Yeah. Yeah. But they, and I, I really like, I'm just going to say it like Killmonger is a black lives matter movement person. Basically. And yeah. so, but, he, and he's very radicalized of course. And I like how they kind of showed that that's not, the solution. That's not how you break down these barriers by just wiping out people. Yeah. Just because your perspective is different than mine. I feel like I've been oppressed, whether you have or not, yeah, let's like, have a conversation about it. Now let's not go take ways, over the world. There, there's other ways of doing it. Yeah. And like, as long as we continue this dialogue, we'll be able to progress and grow as a, as a community. Yeah. Yeah. And so <clears> I, <throat> I just, that was like my, my biggest takeaway from the movie is just, changing perspectives on stereotypes and what can actually be be done in the yeah. world. Because so. what I've learned too is from podcasts I listen to and people I've gotten interested in when it comes to societal things is and from this movie is that, yeah, you can agree that the past sucks. Like slavery, all that stuff was sucky. A lot of countries have done it, not just America. Um, calling, like when co- countries would go and colonize other countries, cause that's the term they threw around. Colonizers. You colonizers, kind of like you a freaking de- colonizers. Yeah, derogatory term kind of thing. And <laughs> um, again, going to Killmonger, I think that's what his fault was, is that a lot of people fall into this mentality of they just throw out those labels, like we've heard him before, racist, bigot. And yeah, I'm totally agreeing that the crap that the country has done in the past is not right, but not my fault. All I can worry about right now is how we can work together to fix this now. If people, It's good to remember the past so we don't make those same mistakes, but if you constantly can't get out of the past and say, this is what you did to my answers or this is what your answers did to mine. It's not going to fix anyone's problem. So what are we going to do about it today? What yeah. are we going to, how are we going to talk about it? How are we going to have a conversation like Down's been saying? How are we going to move forward with this? Not, oh, I'm never going to get out of this rut because my answers were jacked and so I must be jacked too. Yeah. It's like, no, you still at the end of the day have the choice to say, I'm going to take my life and them my own hands and I'm going to do something about it. And kind of going <clears throat> along with that, like at the beginning of the movie, how um, Killmonger's father was just like, you know, I've been in with the press. I've been with the uh, black Because he was a spy. Yeah, he, he got sent from Wakanda. But he was sitting there just like, you know, these people have been oppressed. They've been trotted down. Like, with drugs, money, policing. Yeah, they're incarcerated and everything. And he was mostly talking about black people. Yeah. Because he's saying like they've been brought from you know, Africa to here in all these years, they haven't been able to, they haven't been given the opportunities that we have in Wakanda. And he wanted to bring Wakanda to the rest of the world so that everyone could get helped out. Yeah. But his was still more of the aggressive side. Yeah. A little bit more. Cause he was, t- he had, when you first see his dad, he's got like a plan with like guns and a drive-bys and a truck. So like, yeah, he's going about, I would argue the wrong way. Yeah. But in the end of the movie, yeah, we're on spoilers. I can do this. Do it. All through the movie, you kind of see like the com- conflict between um, certain people in Wakanda, like uh, T'Challa, his girlfriend, like going back and forth. Like she's like, these people need our help and everything. And some other people were kind of on that side too. But yeah. like a lot of the people that were more into the tradition, even T'Challa himself, 
he was con- conflicted most of the movie, but even himself, he's like, we can't, you know, like bring on everyone else's problems. Yeah. Or take on everyone else's problems. And the end of the movie, after, you know, he has the time to, you know, sit down with Killmonger and everything and see his point of view. That basically his dad and their traditions created Killmonger. Yeah. Because he, spoilers, but it's the Black Panther's dad kills Killmonger's dad, which was his younger brother. Yeah. And that created the monster of Killmonger. But like in the end, they decide to do like outreach centers and everything and more oppressed communities and such. And it shows in the end of the movie, he's in Oakland where yeah. the father was killed and everything. And he decided to buy a building and a couple others. So it'd be this outreach center for, you know, providing opportunities for people in that area. And again, going with what Dallin was saying, like the political thing, I feel it was showing that we don't need to fight oppression and things like that with aggression and violence. Yes, we need to voice ourselves. Yeah. But we don't need to be, you know, angry and aggressive about it. We need to, what this movie taught me is we need to use our opportunities and our resources to provide opportunities for people. Yep. And that's what it really is like that's the most peaceful straightforward way that we can make a change it's not going to make everybody's lives 100 percent happy-go-lucky but it's going to help people because that's what i believe too is i'm all for equality of opportunity yeah. which if you tie that into the movie wakanda black panther was giving everyone in that community an opportunity yeah. i'm not for equality of outcome because not everyone should deserve the same thing because not everyone's going to put the same work and effort into it. Socialism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, Wakanda finally opened their borders, opened their doors at the end, and it shows, like Phil said, that Black Panther's going to give everyone the opportunity to improve their situation, to get out of the ghetto, to get out of Oakland, and to, but have the opportunity to do no it. No offense, Oakland. I know. <laughs> I don't know anyone who lives in Oakland, so. <laughs> My dad's from there. My grandma's there. Oh, do they listen to this? The Raiders aren't from there. Ooh. Ooh. They got it. Maybe Wakanda helps the Raiders get out of Oakland. <laughs> so anyways, I'm going to go to another point. Go ahead. That I really liked about the movie was the uh, hero was not invincible. True. In more than one way. Number one, he didn't always make the best decisions. Because he was just he, learning how to be king as well. Yeah. He was like, my dad's the best. Wakanda's going to stay to themselves. So basically he was the opposite of Thor. Yeah. Because Thor thought he was the coolest shiz ever in the first yeah. movie. And, I mean, Black Panther, also, like, when he went after Claw, he was like, man, I got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. He failed, lost people's trust and everything. And eventually he loses that match between Killmonger yep. and stuff. And so I just like the fact that he was amazing. He did really cool things. Like, he got a hold of or got a handle on the armor, the new suit that he got. Yeah. He was able to get a handle on that pretty quickly. Uh-huh. But he still had his flaws and you were just like, Oh wow. Like when he talked to his father the second time, like he was like screaming at all of them. He's yeah, like, no, he's no like, you guys are all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault for keeping these traditions and staying away from the rest of the world, not helping. Yeah. And stuff. And so I just like that because in more than one way, it showed growth in the character and showed that he wasn't invincible. And he knew that it showed that he was going to keep going forward and learning. Which makes me excited for his character now when we see him again with the rest of the superheroes in in Avengers Affinity War, seeing how he's changed and how he's, like, open to helping other people out and how, like, much of his being a new king and a leader 
yeah. will affect what he does in the next movie. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting to think about. I'm down. Down, did you have anything? My, well, my high horse. I'm just like, because Andy Serkis yeah. is such a good actor. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I'm just like so sad that he had to die. Yeah, because yeah. Claude's a bigger villain in the comics. Isn't it like yeah. one of Black Panther's like main like, villains? Yeah, main one. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Ant-Man too. Oh, Claude does? Yeah, in the I didn't comics. know that. And like their version of him in this movie was just even cooler. Yeah, because yeah. the, comic, the comic versions, he's pretty cheesy. He's got like a weird mechanism on his hand. He's got like a weird costume like most villains. That's are. why he's like mercenary thug that doesn't give a... Dude, that he was funny when he's like, good. when Martin Freeman, the other white guy in this movie, which is kind of funny seeing them interact because it's thinking back to Hobbit. It's Bilbo and... Smeagol. Smeagol. Just adding more tr- more uh, riddles. Yeah, <laughs> instead of them being in weird costumes, they're just in normal cl- costumes and... Uh, and that's actual people. There's no CGI. But uh, no, when he's like, you get you, like your entourage, you got like a mixtape coming out. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me get you the SoundCloud link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That was just tight when they just all walk through the metal detector. And yeah. Like, don't yeah. give a care. And then he freaking brings that's out so the, vibra- cool. the vibranium, which is the precious metal for anyone who doesn't know from Wakani pulls it out of his pants and says fragile. <laughs> it was like in his crotch area. <laughs> and it's like in a... Like a brown paper bag. Shaper. Yeah. He's like, I didn't want to pay money for a nice suitcase like yours. <laughs> Uh, one thing I want to talk about is some of the fight scenes. So for me personally, I think I was telling this to Dallin, in some ways, I think Denai Gwery, is that how you say her last name? She's from Walking Dead on Michonne, like plays Michonne. She, her fight scenes were dope. Like that, yesterday when they do the casino scene, when we watch it again, that weird like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like it was that weird music that starts playing when she does her crazy staff moves. I was like getting all pumped up in the movie theater. And even though the editing is weird, where like, you know, it's a different scene, but the way they edited it, it looks like when she's jumping off the balcony. Yeah. It does this weird thing with your eyes where you can catch that it's not all in the same shot. Like, I didn't care because it just made it feel more like a comic book. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I thought her fight scenes and then also, who's the girlfriend? Lupita? Lupita. Lupita. Nyong'o. Yeah. She did really good. I thought she did a really good performance. Jessica kept whispering like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. And I was like, shh, Jess, we're watching a movie. (laughs) But yeah, I thought she still uh, denies um, with some of her, her dialogue and her acting and her action. I thought she stole the show in some scenes for me. I, I really liked her action scenes. Yeah. Any things that stood out for you guys? Uh, oh, and another thing, like, because I, I know a lot of people um, were very critical of the ultra strong, powerful women in Star Wars and yeah. Last Jedi. Like Rey? Because, <laughs> like, it just, I wasn't, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't yeah. either. I was just like, they were just kind of making them this powerful just for no reason yeah that's what we talked about yesterday is like it's been two movies now and we still don't know why ray is a freaking badass with a lightsaber why she knows how to use the force i don't i'm not against woman being like awesome powerful woman and being badasses in movie theaters but make it make sense yeah make it sense give me a dang story and i was telling down why is captain america badass because he got a super soldier serum there's the explanation and that's all i needed heart yes he has heart as well and he's <laughs> got leadership skills or else you would have red face yeah red if skull he didn't have good heart so anyway sorry to cut you off down but yeah but yeah give me a reason the the powerful women in this movie like were believable yeah like i i was just like okay like i can stand by by uh michonne Michonne, like killing people with her staff she's the general of like the army that protects black panther for anyone doesn't know and like and then the mom like i mean she didn't do anything like physically fighting but but you could just the way that she acted like i was like okay i I understand that she's the queen. Like, 
my queen. <laughs> I was about to say my queen. <laughs> and then also it's part of their culture that like she even said things like me and your father, even though he's not here with us, are proud of you. Like yeah. they yeah. put, there's just a lot of good parts of their culture that you yeah. can get just from a, a simple line like that. Yeah, like I felt, I felt the them being powerful. And then uh, Shuri, uh, Black Panther's she was hilarious sister. Like she was smart. Like she made all of his gadgets. Like. And I understood. But it made sense. Yeah, I understood like how she did it. Like it, I wasn't like, oh, there's no way. I need an explanation as to why she's so smart. I'm like, like no, she grew she, up. She's and a princess. Like, like learned all this stuff and everything. Yeah. Um, we're calling yeah, Ray like, out right now from Star Wars. And so it's just like it made sense. Like why they were so powerful and and just strong women. And because I, I like lionesses. I really yeah. respect that about this movie. And. I know there was something posted about, oh, there's going to be a lot of flack against the powerful women in this movie. I'm like, but I don't think so. No. Yeah. They, they don't have any good arguments with Oh, because I was joking. They did. I was joking, like, watch, you're going to have some people who are still going to complain about this movie. Like, I like how they're a strong woman, but they were all protecting the man. So why do we have to have this kind of a freaking story? <laughs> <laughs> I could just see people, yeah, like, pulling crap out of their butts. There aren't, there aren't good arguments against No. They, like, they, they were really well-written, strong women. Star and, Wars on the other yeah, Star Wars: Last Jedi. <laughs> That's another thing too. Is I like this movie a lot. That's the thing. And this is a total tangent. Bear with me. Star Wars was such a disappointment in some regards because that feeling of what the freak am I watching right now? Like, why is this happening in a Star Wars movie? Even if it's not the best Marvel movie, I've never had the feeling like rolling my eyes. Yeah. In any Marvel movie, ever had the moment of I just roll my eyes like, what the freak is happening? But when that Princess Leia scene happened on Star Wars, Spencer like leaned two feet forward and was like, are we watching this right now? Like, what is going on? <laughs> and I appreciate that. And that's why, I don't know. That was just letting you know, like, Star Wars kind of screwed me over. Yeah. It's like when your but, friend does that really freaky thing, you're just like, what? And then, like, what's I, going people on? like, you gotta go see Star Wars again. I saw, a, I saw it a second time, it was better, but. There's a, a term in, in filmmaking Jumping the Shark? Ex Machina. Oh. Something that just happens just to convenience the plot. Yeah. Like there's no explanation and it just happens just because it needs to happen. And that was one of those things. Like there was no setup. Like, yeah, Leia is, we know that she can wield the force and stuff, but like there wasn't any setup and there should have been in the last movie. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Like showing like, oh, her just grabbing a cup or something. I don't know. Yeah. But there was no setup for that big of a reveal to happen. Yeah. And the reason why I bring up this tangent is because the first time I saw Star Wars Last Jedi, I was like, what the freak? I don't know what to think about this movie. And everyone's like, you gotta see it again. I saw it again and I liked it a little bit more, but there was still like, I could not get past those gripes. Yeah. Now with Black Panther or other Marvel movies, I do see them a second time and I do appreciate them more. That's because the first time there wasn't this weird crap that was <laughs> happening in the, the first viewing and I never like had any, oh, I'm rolling my eyes kind of thing. So that's, so I was bringing that point up because when I saw Black Panther again yesterday, I appreciated the things that I didn't like as much. I appreciated them more because yeah. I didn't have to like wrap my head around it like crazy. Like, like figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Whereas Star Wars, I had to. And I just feel like a lot of Marvel movies for me, seeing them a second time does help, but it's, I'm not the kind of guy who, because I don't like forcing that. I don't like saying I'm gonna love this movie. I'm gonna see it three times and then yeah. I, and then I will love it. Because I'm not gonna conform to that. Like if I honestly did not have that good feeling watching the movie the first time, seeing it a second time isn't probably gonna change my opinion that much. But for Marvel movies in general, I've never had a eye rolling experience where I had to see it a second time. Anyway, I enjoyed Black Panther more the second time. 
yeah, it, I could appreciate it a lot more. And and yeah, just all the the James Bond. I was gonna say that just now. Yeah, the James Bond like influence in the movie was really cool. Even Lion King a little bit too, of someone outsider yeah. trying to take over the king. And so I, I saw someone post about how the end credit scene mm-hmm. is very reminiscent of an opening James Bond scene, like all the visuals and like the music. Oh, when the credits roll. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel's gotten really good at those. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like it, it did seem like one of the last James Bond movies, like yeah. Spectre. And I also like that Marvel's been doing this thing where they'll show a scene to set up the movie and then the Marvel Studios thing kicks in. Yeah. Because they did that. James Bond does that. Everyone knows that it's a trope of, but it's a very successful one that James Bond does an action scene and, and then the then, credits kick in. Yeah. There isn't always necessarily an action scene with Marvel, but I like how they've set up the plot and then it kicks in with the Marvel Studios, gets you all pumped for the movie. I think, I think yeah. the one that hit me the, the most was Guardians, the first one. Because they did it. They did that was one of the way. first ones I to do. I think that huh? was the first. I think one Phase that Two did is it. when they started doing that. And like, because that was when we were introduced to the new Marvel yeah. Studios like theme song, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just like the the moment that it got introduced was just like, oh my gosh, like get yeah. ready for this. Ooh, because <laughs> it was just so it, visually, it just told you like, okay, the the ship is coming. It's taking Peter Quill. Yeah, and we're transporting you to another world, and it shows the logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like gets you ready. Like, okay, here we go. We're getting into another world. Yeah, and the James Bond thing too. I like. They did feel like a spy movie. Like this, the King of Wakanda is like going out and doing his own missions, and not just like sitting behind a throne. I really appreciated that and jumping from like to Korea. Which, by the way, the second time I watched that movie, they were they playing K-pop. Yeah, the whole time in Korea on that that car chase scene. Oh no, it was from the sound. Oh, it was okay. Yeah. I was like, if it was, I bet you like Ryan would just be like loving this the whole time while he's in the movie. It was from the. The Kendrick Lamar sound. Oh, it did sound a little Korean though. Maybe I'm Probably just being racist. Probably influences. Yeah. Anything else that stood out to you guys? Like I said, the fight scenes with the Nyquery were really good for me. The the funniest thing because you, last time we were on the podcast we talked about the uh, critic talking about like there was in a fight scene. They said that Black Panther didn't beat up enough beat up enough bad guys. I mean, and it's true. Yeah, he, he really, didn't. But he, he didn't, but like... It wasn't necessary. It didn't feel lacking. Yeah. Because the way he set up was like, there is no action in the movie. It was all just diplomatic and talking. It wasn't. It was exactly what it was. There was fighting. There was action. There was plot. And so I was just like, uh, he's lacking there. Like, yeah, and I think that critic's point was that it's cool that we're finally getting a black superhero, but I want them to just do more super heroic things. But if in his opinion, there wasn't enough of Black Panther himself beating people up. Because yeah. we had a lot of action scenes from the woman in the movie. Yeah. But maybe he wanted more of Black Panther himself. Man, he fought yeah, a bunch okay. of those guys and some rhinos. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What more do they want? Oh, can we talk about a quick sec the the guy who's the leader of the gorilla clan? Oh yeah. That guy was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I was like, they sound like dogs, gorillas. I don't know right yeah. now. And he's like, oh, it's okay. We're vegetarians. Oh, yeah. That was the, that's the other like stereotype thing I was like going to oh, yeah. touch on. Cause like people think that African tribes like cannibals and like all this other nonsense. And yeah. he's just joking around with it. Just like, if you, if you talk anymore, I'm going to feed you to my children. And the controversial thing about that one was in the comics, that guy's character is literally named Man Ape. And we know there's derogatory terms for black people calling him monkeys or apes or whatever. And so they still kept to the essence of his character where like his tribe was all set on gorillas. Like that's what they're influenced by. They wore gorilla fur. And then that mask he had was a gorilla. gorilla. And then Black Panther, his tribe is a Black Panther. That's who they worship. And that's fine. Because 
the the name Manny just doesn't even sound good. No. It sounds very. It's very. It came out in the '60s it's or '70s. Very dated. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I still were able to keep the essence of the character and show like, yes, this is the they worship the gorilla, and this is who we represent. But it wasn't like tacky or racist or anything. I didn't think it was. He was a good character. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's our uh, overall thoughts and opinions. You guys have anything else? There's something else I was gonna say. It's a good movie. Go I see forgot. it. Oh, and um, I was talking to you about this. Yeah. One of the. One of the things, like, great movies always set everything up and there's a payoff. And the only thing, I mean, it did set up two jokes. But, like, um, the the joke about the what are those. <laughs> the what are those? And, <laughs> and People the, are saying that was a little too late of a joke. Like, it happened two uh, years ago. I think it was still funny. It was yeah. still good. Maybe McClendon gets their media a little later. But then <laughs> the sneakers thing, too. Like, it was a funny joke, but I was expecting... Black Panther to do a little more sneaking. Like more espionage. <laughs> oh. Sneaking. Yeah. One thing we mean down said too is, well, I know we keep bringing things up, but there are good things to talk about. I have one more thing. Too. Okay. Uh, so we liked how they did address Winter Soldier because we know from the end of Civil War, he's been hibernating in there because he says, I don't want to be a, a menace to anybody until I get my mind correct. So sure, he made that funny joke. Oh, another white boy for us to fix, which is funny. Yeah. And then I like it. They waited till the end of the movie to bring in letting you know that yes this is still in the Marvel universe like we have to tie this into the next movie but I'm glad that they didn't have like Captain America and and Bucky like show up at the end to help with Killmonger like yeah. just like shooting everyone yeah I know yeah they would just <laughs> take out everyone super that, quick yeah. that was actually my last point was I just liked that the movie it's it standalone yeah. which for like, the most part I feel like mo- as the phases them, have gone on yeah. they've been able to let the standalones be on their own and usually wait for the end credit scenes but and it's, so, yeah, out of out of the three things I was hoping for this movie, number one, that it stands on its own. Which it did. Um, number two, I wanted Black Panther to freeze, and he did. He did. <laughs> he did freeze. Freeze. But Samuel Jackson wasn't in it. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I never freeze. This mother F Wakanda. <laughs> I can just show up. Because uh, we don't know where he is in the universe. Last movie we saw. Was Avengers 2. Because what if they no. can give him like a new eye? What? It was. Avengers 2, yeah. At the end of it. Oh, wait. What was he doing at the end? Well, oh, he uh, picked the ships. Yeah, he was in the movie. Oh, facility. I keep thinking that Winter Soldier was after. No. no. So we haven't seen him since Age of he Ultron. He hasn't been in Phase 3 at all. And I at think all. he only has one more movie. It's probably going to be either... One of the Avengers. Ava- Avengers Infinity War, which is technically number three, or Avengers I 4. I don't think he's listed on this next Avengers no, movie. So maybe he'll just show up for number four? Yeah. He'll, yeah. Just, he'll just take a bazooka to Thanos? Yeah. He'll take him over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there anything else? Oh, the lip thing? You should get a tattoo like that, Phil. How do you make it glow in the dark, though? Now we're just, anyone who's listening, it. we're doing the whole lip thing that shows you're from Wakanda. You say you pee on it? No, why would I say that? I don't know. What'd you say? No, that's what I said. Okay. <laughs> I think there is glow in the dark ink you can There use. probably is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so everyone, go see, uh, go Black see Panther. Marvel. Final Consensus, for me, it's a really good Marvel movie. I don't think it's an amazing movie like the media is trying to portray, and I think that's because they're personally trying to throw in the politics of... It is an important movie for the culture, for black people, but it's not like... Don't go see it thinking that it's rubbed in your face. The media is just... I hate the media, and they're trying to make a bigger thing out of it than it really is. Yeah. It's really a really good. good Marvel movie, and people are saying this is like a game changer and groundbreaking, and I don't know if it is all those things. Well, only time will tell. Is it history making? I don't know. What do you think, Phil? Mm, 
It is, but not in the way that they're pushing it. They're pushing like it. everything we talked about. Yeah. In this session, yes, it's groundbreaking. Those uh, senses, or it's falling a better meta for the Marvel, Marvel movies. movies. But it's not best movie ever made. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. It's not the one that I'm like, I will watch this every year. Yeah. Type movie. Cool. That's a good final census. Great Marvel movie, but don't listen to the media because they're gay. Uh, <laughs> not all of them. Uh, anyone do anything fun the rest of this next coming week? No? I'm just waiting Fine. for a freak. I'm just waiting for Avengers Infinity War yeah, now, dude. <laughs> I'm just putting myself in like frozen sleep or something until that movie comes out yeah, basically which by the way when does that movie come out may th- may 4th 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 star wars star day, wars day. Yeah. yep all right well you guys know wakanda forever and wakanda forever i can't do i know it. the next movie john wants to see is tomb raider oh yeah Ooh, that comes out next month yeah yeah we'll see if that's a crappy video game movie this will be fun to watch i want to see ready player one that's next oh yeah ready too. player one yeah i don't know what i want to see so uh, I don't know. Usually, we only review movies that I see, because I don't see all the movies that you guys see. And Down sees way more movies than I do. So I don't know what the next movie review. Maybe Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider we'll probably if, be the next. If it's really bad, I don't think we should. No, I don't want to <laughs> talk about it for we'll just, an hour. Yeah, <laughs> ten minutes. Because we'll just be like, yeah, it, it wasn't good. Yeah, just to add it to the list of not good video game movies. So if Tomb Raider is good, we'll review that for everybody who's listening who likes the reviews. Probably after that, for me personally, maybe like Han Solo, which I might not review that not crap if it's Avengers. <laughs> no, no, which one's first? Avengers. Avengers okay. is first. So I'll have to look at movie lists of what I'm going to see. But for me personally, the next big movie is Tomb Raider, and then probably after that, Avengers. Down, you're seeing a lot more movies in between then, because. But Overwatch is in Ready Player One. You got to watch that one. Oh yeah. When does Ready Player One come out? End of March, like 29th. Oh, oh so nice. we could do Tomb Raider if that's good, and then Ready Player One in the month of March. Nice. Cool. Phil, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Dal, thanks for being here. Yep. Phil, were we racist at all? Not one bit. Cool. I might have been a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> white people, Maybe you are allowed I'm to go see the movie. Because you've been around white people. Yeah. I say inappropriate things sometimes. But yeah, that's but what makes life fun. And as long as we look at Phil after we say it and he's cool with it, we're <laughs> As long as like, you get the nod. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Can you say... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, people. This has been the John Lyon Podcast Movie Review Edition for the Black Panther or actually it's just called Black Panther. Episode 32, peace out.